Hi, this is Shivani, and I'm back. <laughs> yes, and he's back. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Psycho Soiree. It's gonna be fun today. Super excited because we've been taking a long time to do this. We have. We've had. <laughs> Schedule things and... <laughs> yes. Allergy season. Oh my god. It's always, always fun here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are going to be talking about one of my favorite movies. Surprise, surprise. Oh, also I did find out that I can't sleep after I watch this movie. That's oh yeah, you did, <laughs> you did say it gave you nightmares. I did stay up till about three after oh, I watched wow. it. We didn't even finish it and I still couldn't go to sleep. Yeah, no, it was only maybe uh, halfway through, maybe two thirds. About halfway, yeah. yeah. We're talking about Candyman. It is a really fun and unique movie. Got a lot of a lot of fun tidbits about it. Yeah, and I will touch briefly on the remade one that came out what last year, but not too much. I think I'll maybe I'll do a separate episode. I'm not sure, but it'll be mentioned. <laughs> Other than this, yeah. New remake was new remake was a whole thing, but this original one, I think this book might be what, what I would consider. One of the most mature horror movies. So for this episode, I did want to issue just a little trigger warning. Like racial tension and murder. and It's a little heavy. <laughs> Definitely what I would consider one of the most mature horror movies that I've seen. There's a lot of layers to this. I don't want to deal with that. The next episode should be happier. I don't know. It might be awful. But at least it won't be like real. This, this movie gets a little real because there are some like true crime tie-ins, like stuff that actually happened. So it makes it hit a little heavier than most horror movies, which aren't real for the most part. Yeah, no, there's definitely a big difference between just kind of the core uh, concepts and ideas behind this movie as opposed to a lot of other, a lot of other horror movies in general is, you know. Not as uh, not as real worldly, I, I guess. But yeah, this one there's a lot going on. <laughs> it should still be fun to talk about, though. I mean, is this? Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is still just a movie. Uh, there's, I guess, maybe we should just go ahead and get the more serious stuff out of the way right off the bat. No, no? you're in for the long haul. You have the warning already. Ah, uh, okay. We're mixing it in. It's gonna be a little. Emotional roller coaster sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> we yeah, yeah. Cause the yeah, the movies, the movies, the movie. Okay. So how does Helen get into this mess? Oh, Helen. Yes, main character is Helen. And honestly, <laughs> even after watching the movie, I don't know how she got into this. There's so many signs saying don't get into this, and she just. She was awfully persistent to get herself into a bad spot. For no real reason. Uh, not... It's not good enough. Yeah, she... There was definitely... Yeah, she... I mean, she was trying to do... What was it? Her thesis, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was trying... So, I mean, she was trying to... There's a good reason, but... It's not good enough for the stuff she did. Like, 
I mean, maybe sometimes you put yourself in positions. I, whatever. I, I don't think it's good enough. I'm trying to understand. No, <laughs> I, I definitely think at first I can completely understand a, a, a good ways through, but eventually it definitely comes to the point where, yeah, I, I can't. I couldn't personally justify putting myself in the situations that that she does for anything really. <laughs> movie opens up with a lovely view of Chicago and it is quite great. It's a little grainy on a high definition TV but at the time it was like revolutionary the well, way they filmed that scene. Yeah, they had the, uh, what was it called? Oh. Skycam? Skycam, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that opening shot over the city is actually really cool and unique because that was apparently the first time that that had been used. Used well. Used well, okay. In like a more high fidelity kind of way. Yeah. It was the first time it was used well. The Skycam machine. They had a new machine called the Skycam, which could shoot up to 500 millimeter lens with no vibration. So it was something that you would see before, but it was just done so smoothly. Like you can really see all of the city. I think it was just cool for 1992. It's a, it's definitely a cool opening shot, and especially considering again like some of the uh, concepts and whatnot of the of the of the movie. It's definitely an, it sets the scene, and I know that sounds kind of redundant. Like it's a shot of the city. It sounds kind of redundant. Well, it sets the scene. It it does a really good job of it, though. It's hard to explain. Do you know how many movies use shots like this after this movie? Because they're like, oh god, that looks <laughs> all, so cool. Now you have them. <laughs> <laughs> a million movies in the 90s and early 2000s with that like panning over the city in the beginning. Yeah, it was real common there for a while. <laughs> that is how it begins. And it just has this lovely, ominous music throughout. Um, I'll leave a link to it on Instagram. It's just music like do you know what i'm talking about like the music in this movie is fantastic it's so spooky <laughs> it's good, yeah it does it like, does i don't want to listen the to the music by myself <laughs> yeah i do it it's spooky music for sure but yeah you have that and then it goes into helen interviewing a couple of students at the college that she is attending and she's working on her thesis, which is about urban legends. And they're focusing on Candyman specifically. The first student she talks to is a young woman who tells her her story of Candyman. That she heard from three different f- people. <laughs> I, yeah. There, was it, one of them was her friend, right? It was like her friend's cousin's niece or something knew the babysitter like it was something really like hmm, that's probably not true but you know how urban legends rumors and whatnot they spread they spread for some reason instead of watching the children the babysitter decides to invite a man over and i say man because she's supposed to be in like high school but that's like a 40 year old man he's not a high school student do you not remember this Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, the first opening, like 
half hour to Candyman has kind of always been a mystery to me. I've seen it, and I never remember it. Well, there you go. This is good for you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, she invites some grown man over, who we're supposed to assume is a high school senior, which is a very big stretch. And for some reason, they go up to the bathroom, and she's like, oh my god, have you heard about Candyman? And she says his name in the mirror five times. And he comes and he guts her with this hook. But I mean, like, if you're going to call, I'm going to come. That, that's how he plays the game <laughs> every so, single time. So, yeah, now I do remember the scene you're talking about. <laughs> it was real early on. Um... Yeah, I mean, who was uh, her boyfriend left before? Before, right before she sent him downstairs because she was supposed to like change. Oh yeah, she was getting ready, and then for some reason, yeah, for some reason she decides that I think it's the last one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she decides to go ahead and do the last one. And it's like, you you heard the stories? Did you really need to test the waters? I don't know. It's just one of those things where like I'm not gonna do it. I don't necessarily believe, but you can bet I'm not going to be the one who's going to find out. Why tempt the fates? Or in this case, the... I don't, I don't know if he's... <laughs> why tempt the spirit? <laughs> like, I'm 98% sure that this is fake, but there's that 2% that's keeping me from... Hmm. <laughs> I don't need to know. I'll say Candyman, but never five times in a row. <laughs> Into the mirror? Uh, not five times in a row. There's a lot of reflective surfaces but around. But you do it like a couple times? The games you play. I mean, no, no, no. Not like in like right now conversation. But yeah, I don't just stand in a mirror. and Or like the, it's the same thing like the Bloody Mary. I never did that either. But <laughs> I just can't play around with that stuff. Anyway, she calls, he comes, she dies. And that's the end of that story to Helen. <laughs> then she meets up with Bernadette, who is her bestie. Ah, uh, Bernadette. And they're working on their thesis together. And Bernadette is my favorite character. Bernadette's the best. Yeah. She's just got some good sense in her head, man. Listen he... to Bernadette. That's the moral of the story. She both of them would have ended up a whole lot better if they had listened to Bernadette. Bernadette knew what was up. She meets up with Bernadette because they're working on this thesis together. Um, That is when they're going over what they talked about to different students on campus and a janitor overhears that they're talking about Candyman. It was the, the female, right? The female janitor? Yeah. And they're yeah, both yeah. female. Well, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, the second one comes in later, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to make sure it was the right, I was thinking of the right, the right section. But yeah, that, uh, real plot convenient, right? <laughs> yeah. Janitor says, hey, my friend knew someone who knew someone who knows all about Candyman. And they're like, oh, cool. More fifth hand information. That's going to make a very <laughs> well-written thesis. We're making re- we're making great progress on this. We are 
definitely gonna <laughs> definitely making some good headway. Credible sources here. <laughs> so she goes and gets her friend who's cleaning in the hallway, and they sit down and chit chat about her story of Candyman. And this is the part where there's like a true crime tie-in because they talk about the murder that took place and this woman was murdered in her apartment after she called 911 and someone else called 911. They didn't believe her because she said someone is trying to come through the bathroom wall. <laughs> like the, me yeah, coming through the, like the medicine the chest. The medicine cabinet. Police didn't believe her. In the movie, she was gutted with a hook, presumably by Candyman. Now, in real life, a woman was really murdered in her apartment and they really did come through a hole in the wall where the medicine cabinet was. So the way they built these units was very, very cheaply. <laughs> and they just wanted to pack in as many people as possible. Um, so they kind of fit the pipes around the units, not really how they should flow freely through the walls, like most units. So they did this so that way they were kind of like cookie cutter kind of things. You could just put things in, like the sink goes here, the mirror goes here. Just making the setup of each apartment unit uniform and easy. So they can do it as quickly as possible. Which does make sense, but <clears throat> apparently they did it with the worst way they could have. <laughs> the way this worked is if you could get your medicine cabinet off, there's just like a hole. Like you could get to the other the, apartment. Like you could knock down there. <laughs> just, just sheet of drywall or something in between yeah. pretty much. So you could literally knock down the other person's medicine cabinet and go into their apartment. So I will put the link to this news article on the Instagram page as well. But there was this woman who was 52 years old and she had called the police close to nine o'clock and said, somebody is trying to get into my apartment. They're trying to break in through my medicine cabinet. Now I am sure the 911 operator probably thought she was crazy. Like, I mean, and I kind of get it. The operator said that they would send the police. The dispatcher said that they didn't understand what she was trying to say. So they didn't report it as a break-in. Oh, is it something lower? Like yeah. A, like a lower tier thing? Which, I mean, honestly, even, even if it was something more serious, getting police to go into that neighborhood and do any kind of serious work, it's not really going to happen anyway, unfortunately. So that was around a quarter to nine when she called. Around 9.02, another 911 call came in concerning the apartment she was in. She said, like it was a neighbor walking past her apartment, and she's like, there's gunshots. 9.04, another neighbor called and said, hey, there's gunshots and screaming from this apartment. So some police showed up. Four officers arrived and they knocked on the door. She has been shot, so she doesn't answer, obviously. <laughs> they went to go get the key, but the maintenance guy didn't have a key, so they left. So the following evening, a neighbor reported that she hasn't seen this woman. Like, she always comes out at this time. Didn't see her today. Want to do a wellness check. They sent more police officers. They knocked. She doesn't answer. They try again to get keys. Can't get keys. They were afraid of being sued for knocking down her door, so they left. Again, just kind of going, oh, hey, what's going on? Uh, nothing? Cool. It's <laughs> the next day, the same woman who called them the day before, she notified the building oh, manager okay. and was like, hey. So um, an official came with a carpenter who drilled a hole through the lock and they got in there. And they found her lying on her side in a pool of blood. 
Poor woman. And it's crazy, like, no one no one noticed anything earlier. As far as just, even, even a smell or something. It's kind of, I don't know. She was shot four times. Wow. They said she would have had a fighting chance if she would have made it to the hospital, but... So if the police would have been a little more thorough, maybe, or a little more adamant about getting in or getting to the she probably would have she might have been okay it's possible i mean she I mean, still might have died but yeah. it's a whole other issue <laughs> that we're not gonna get into on why the police didn't get into this apartment mm. so um i'll post that information on the instagram page it's quite terrible that people said there were gunshots and they called the police like they did what they were supposed to do and the police got there knocked on the door and said well no one's answering can't break down her door even though you said you heard gunshots we're going home yeah it's not it's unfortunate yeah apparently after reading this article in its entirety um the fact that this guy got through through the medicine cabinet didn't scare these people because intruders have been breaking into their apartments through medicine cabinets for at least a year. Like, this is some shit that <laughs> People are getting in through the walls yeah, and these people so, are just like, yeah, it happened. We're not crazy. So I wasn't kidding that a lot of these buildings in these, like, a lot of these buildings are pretty green. They, they had actual tunnels, like, they had holes in the walls where people could get behind furniture and stuff like that. So that they had tunnel systems. So people could get from one room to another, to from one floor to another. They had holes in the floors and ceilings and stuff so people could get around. Because that's how cheaply made they were. It was easy to take a hammer and bust out a hole. It wasn't hard. And bad situations, right? Bad situations. Yeah, that's wild. Anyways, um, yeah. She was just trying to tell him man was coming into her house up to no good. And they didn't listen. So that is our little true crime moment. <laughs> but all right. So um, after discussing this incident in the movie, Bernadette and Helen think like, hmm, maybe we should go visit the scene of the murder. Actually, let me back up. Helen thinks it is a fantastic idea to visit the scene of the murder. Yeah, Bernadette knows they don't want to go there. Bernadette's smart. Before they make this decision, though, this is when Helen and Bernadette go into the bathroom because they're super skeptical and decide to say his name. So Bernadette stops at four. She does not say his name five times. Again, Helen, Bernadette, though. Bernadette's smart. Bernadette knows what she's... Again, don't test the waters. You just don't need to. No reason. But yeah, Helen. <laughs> she boldly says his name five times. Mm -hmm. She calls. He doesn't come yet, but he's coming. Okay. Yeah, I she she was so confident that it wasn't real and then, you know, had the delay. Like, okay, you called me, I'll be there when when the time when when I feel like it. I think was kind of the first response. Uh, she kind of gave her a what's it, what's it called? A false sense of security. <laughs> oh, it's just so beautiful how it turns around. Like this is all part of the plan. It'll make sense. Mm -hmm. We'll get there. So, we are briefly going to touch on Trevor, who is Helen's husband. Um, he's not great, but I'll mention him say, a few times. <laughs> husband in technical it's it's a technicality. It's not not legit. Um, it is made very, very clear multiple times that Trevor's cheating. And even at this point, 
<laughs> yeah, very early on, it's it's pretty evident that he's not about the the marriage, and it's really sad because Helen doesn't. She has no idea. She definitely has idea, and when they're still at the college, because that's where he teaches, she oh, recognizes she's... a student specifically. You're right. I forgot. She definitely does have that. She's yeah. kind of like, what the fuck are you doing with her? And he's just like, oh. She's just a student. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, there is that weird little scene. That's why she's asking you the question, scene. because she's just a student. What's going on here? Yeah. Yeah, she does have some suspicion, but mostly she's she's in the dark. Yeah, so I just wanted to touch on that real quick, because towards the middle of the movie, he, he gets a few more mentions, because he's a lousy guy. Yeah, he's just back and forth. Just, oh, I love her. No, I love her. No, I love her. Yeah. Just like most men. Want all you can get. And then when you get it, you don't know what to do with it. So you go and get more. But that doesn't help it. Yes. Yes. Nah. I said what I said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we are getting now we are getting into the part where Helen and Bernadette go to the scene of this murder that they heard about. Now, Bernadette does not want to be here. This woman has three tasers <laughs> and two cans of pepper spray. And no, I guess that is it. No, I thought, there, she had something I thought else. there was like a knife too. Maybe it's only two tasers, a knife and pepper spray. No, she's got a lot of she's well prepared. She is expecting something to happen. And good on her, as she should. And this is one of those things where there's certain situations where you have to listen to your friends. And specifically in this situation, Helen is very white. And this is an area where it's not very great to be very white. Yeah, Helen was... It, it's really ridiculous, honestly, because it, like the, the scenery that they're using in the movie is not unrealistic. Of reality. Because they filmed it there. They filmed on location. Well, oh, that bit. And they that had makes to have why. police escorts while filming. Yeah, that <laughs> is. That sounds accurate, yeah. So that's. This is the type of place that, like, I've never personally been inside of Caprini Green. I've been, like, around in the kind of. <laughs> kind of away but you know I've, I've been in the vicinity and I've got flown over and stuff. I. Yeah, like, it's. I couldn't imagine going in without knowing somebody, if that makes sense. Like, it just, it, like, it just doesn't It's not a great sense. place for very many people. Like, isn't it strange that Helen has no fear? Yeah, she is really just headstrong throughout. Like, you just think you're invincible and it's insane. And it would be less insane if she didn't get, I mean, if, if, if all the things that happened to her didn't happen to her and she didn't just keep going. Yeah, anyways. So, yeah, they're going, though. Bernadette really doesn't want to be there. Somehow Helen convinces her. So they're going into Cabrini Green because their thesis is on how the residents use Candyman to cope with hardship. Like, the legend of Candyman, which I think is stupid. But <laughs> Yeah, the whole thesis plotline is pretty flimsy. But Not whatever. even the thesis. Like, I get they're working on their thesis, but the specific reason why... Well, yeah, that's what... That's what I meant, was the specifics of that plotline are pretty flimsy. But These people yeah. aren't using this legend. They have enough real things to focus on. Like, there's real people <laughs> who are the reason there's for people their problems. Coming through, there's people coming through yeah. their medicine chat. They have plenty to worry about. Like, it's I just... get it for the movie, <laughs> and I do get how communities use, like, urban legends and legends in general. But I just think in this specific situation, like, no, these people have real things. 
to be afraid of. Candyman really isn't on the forefront. But eh, for the movie, because in the movie, he really is. Like, everybody's talking about Candyman for some reason. Plot can... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, they go. And, I mean, they're immediately hassled. But, I mean, people think they're police. <laughs> yeah, real strange. Uh, yeah, people just assume they're police, so they're just kind of safe, because nobody bothers them too much, because they think... Kind of best case scenario, yeah. yeah. So, they go to the scene of this murder they go in helen's taking pictures like she's in disneyland they pull off the medicine cabinet and reveal the hole on the other side it looks fucking filthy in there i mean it's gross the whole that whole section seems like it's been abandoned <laughs> since the murder yeah like, nobody like it's dark and yeah it's there's like debris on the floor and yeah like no one's living there or if they are they're squatters you know very dirty helen wants to go through and take more pictures bernadette is very logical she was like there could be drug dealers or just squatters or something dangerous in there yeah so like, yeah just like the it's clearly abandoned at least that section of the building yeah it doesn't look great but helen thinks that it's safe enough to go through because they didn't hear anything so she pops her little way right through that hole in the wall to the other apartment. And Bernadette told her not to. It's a bad idea, she said. Yeah. And she's out. Yeah. I would not be in that building, in that, like, in that area of the building, trying to go through any, because Bernadette is absolutely right. There could be who knows what in here. And Helen is taking all her pictures, snapping a picture of everything. And she discovers a room where people are leaving offerings to Candyman, which means people consistently go through this hole in the wall. Maybe we don't want to be in here. Yeah, also people who are making offerings to Candyman. Maybe we don't want to be in here. So Helen runs out of film and decides to go back to Bernadette. And Bernadette says, we're getting out of here. <laughs> we waited long enough. You got enough pictures. You don't need anything else. Time to go. So, as they're leaving, the neighbor scares them, and she's kind of just like, why are you guys here? What are you doing in here? You don't live here. So the neighbor is rightfully upset. Like, you guys don't belong in here. What are you doing? What is she telling me? You shouldn't be going through people's yeah, things and looking at people. Yeah. You shouldn't be going through this apartment. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, basically, like, you don't live here. Why are you here? Why are you here? You don't have friends, you don't live here, why are you here? Fair enough. Somehow though, because Helen is great at convincing people of things, only for like the beginning of the movie, and she gets really bad the further along it yeah. goes. So she convinces this neighbor to invite her into her house. The neighbor says, we're, we're not bad people here. <laughs> we're good people. She's, she's got a baby. They just want to be left in peace. Her apartment is so nice on the inside, too. It really is a switch up from the outside, man. It is you don't a expect jarring it. change. Like, it is so nice and pleasant and just lovely. And yeah, the outside is, is not. But yes, this woman's apartment is so nice on the inside in comparison to all of the outside. Which is about right, though, right? I mean, there's... Perfectly normal people living here. There's just a lot of bad people also that on the outside, they like to draw things. <laughs> so this neighbor recounts the night that her neighbor died because she's the one who called the police. Oh, right. She's telling the story. Yeah. And they did not come. Yeah. that's right. So this was basically the, in the movie, the neighbor, <laughs> they called the, they called the cops because her neighbor. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, just heard her neighbor screaming, so she did what she's supposed to do and called the police, and nobody came. It's kind of interesting that uh, this lady's she's pretty terrified of Candyman. Uh, I think it's I think she, it's her baby. She's real worried about. He's not gonna take her. He's not gonna come through the walls or take him. He's not gonna come through the walls and take him. She's really, really concerned about Candyman coming through the walls and taking her baby. He just comes through the walls. I mean, I guess after your neighbor, because she's, I mean, she ended up seeing it, right? Like, not the actual action, but, I mean, she saw her neighbor, right? No, In the movie? she just heard. Oh, she just heard, but she, I guess she knew or, I don't know, she just figured it was Candyman. Uh, it's just because in this movie, I told you, like, this community is so, like, obsessed with blaming all the murders and <laughs> deaths on Candyman instead of the people doing it. it. Yeah, the real life comparison is so strange because... Well, and that, that's one of the reasons why I say this particular movie is definitely what I would consider, like, one of the more mature horror movies and... This is uh, layers, right? This has a lot of la different layers to it because it's definitely really interesting, the connections between, you know, like you were saying, they're doing their thesis on, uh, they're doing their thesis on Candyman, Urban Legends, and stuff like that. This whole community is basically using Candyman, this urban legend, as a cover for reality, like what's, what's really been happening. Although Candyman in, in the movie is, is real. Yeah. Helen and Bernadette leave because they're done for now, I guess. Now, the next part is Helen and Bernadette have dinner with Trevor. Yeah, the wonderful husband. Uh huh. And his friend, who was just as wonderful. None of the men in this movie are great. Who's his friend? Uh, the professor. He's the one who tells the story about Candyman. That's. Oh, yeah, that's how yeah. they find out his origins, that's right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, he's he's okay. He's, uh, he's just pretentious. I don't like him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, he tells the story of Candyman, who was born the son of a slave, but he was a really good painter, so he would paint lots and lots of portraits for people. A man hired him to paint a portrait of his daughter. Somehow she gets pregnant, and this is an issue because son of a slave, they're white. My question is, how did this happen? Are they not being supervised at all? You would think, just like in the time this is supposed to be, that someone would be like, nah, we gotta watch. I mean, portrait, hand-painted portraits take hours on end, so... She's gotta sit there. She's gotta sit there. I mean, uh, I could definitely see it where parents just kind of, oh, you know, you, you two do your thing, we're gonna go... Whatever it is people did back then. Yeah, maybe it's just a weird question. I, I did we ever mention that Candyman was black? I don't think I said it, and I feel like a lot of this. That might be something to mention earlier. Yeah. Yeah, Candyman is black. Candyman is black. Bernadette is black. Bernadette is also black. Helen is white. Helen is white. There's a lot of this. This movie definitely has a lot of racial undertones so that's kind of important so yes um he gets her pregnant somehow because nobody's monitoring that at all 
And her father and an angry mob chase him to the edge of town, cut off his hand, and shove a rusty hook in there. Overkill, right? Yeah, I don't... Like, I get the, like, cutting off his hand because he's a painter, right? Like, ha ha ha. But... I kind of see that. That, that's... I mean, that was done, but... Yeah, the hook, I don't really... That seems really for the movie, actually. (laughs) And then they smash beehives and smear honey all over his body. Yeah, that's... uh... (laughs) They smash the beehives, right? So how come the bees weren't attacking them? Like, you smashed the beehive and stole the honey. Like, you were right there. Yeah, the whole honey with the bees thing is... It's cool for the movie for sure, but it doesn't, it, it's not very logical. Honey would, I mean, bears maybe would attract. Like other insects. Other insects. Yeah, lots of insects. But, yeah, not too many, uh, yeah, not, not really bees, strangely enough. Yeah. After all that, his corpse was burned and the ashes were scattered across the land, and that land became Cabrini Green. Which is a great way to start. <laughs> it's a great foundation. Just dead people, ashes. Yay. Yeah. That's that story. It's super sad. But that's, that's how he came to be. Helen decides to go back to Cabrini Green, this time alone. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. Bernadette's not going back. Because Bernadette's smart. That's why. <laughs> Helen's doing too much. Yeah. Mm-mm. She goes back, and the woman that she was speaking to the last time isn't there, but there's a little boy outside. This poor boy. <laughs> this kid was just minding his own business and got his whole day ruined. Mm-hmm. Poor guy. And she, like, manipulates him into getting this information because she's asking about Candyman Kid doesn't want to say anything. He's like, Candyman will get me. I'm not trying to be a part of this. And she was like, oh, well, you don't have to tell me anything if you're scared. Like, why are you manipulating children? And he's like seven or eight. Yeah, Helen <laughs> is just conveniently charismatic for like the first half of the movie. Just silver-tongued. And, and I mean, okay, so this, this particular case is a kid. Still, but... She's just really good at getting information out of people. And then, because this kid, well, okay, so this kid is actually pretty a pretty tough nut to crack. He doesn't want to talk, really. Which He's, is fine. She's a stranger. Well, I'm just, yeah, no, it's it's good. I'm just like, he's again, he's smart. He doesn't want to get mixed up in all of her, all the stuff that she's bringing around, he doesn't want to get mixed up in it. Yeah. But she's just convinces them to anyway yeah so after she manipulates this young boy because he's seven or eight and i'm not scared of anything he starts to talk to her tells her about a boy who got castrated by Candyman in the park bathroom and then he proceeds to take helen there i love the fact that he took her there but he did not go in that bathroom he waited (laughs) outside he said no I'm, i'm gonna hang out here Pretty, pretty great diversion from yeah. the, the main plot, I guess. It's great. She goes in, takes lots of pictures. <laughs> she finds the stall where that poor boy was hurt. <laughs> and she opens the toilet for some reason. 
and there's just a swarm of bees in there. Cool. At this point, a group of men enter the bathroom. And this is why Helen had no business going, even with Bernadette, like at all. Like, don't you see? Nobody uses this bathroom. This bathroom is filthy. Like, people don't go here. Not saying it's her fault, but um, she gets assaulted by this man. Yeah, it, I get, this kind of goes back to, you know, earlier when she just initially didn't read any of the signs uh, going to the initial murder scene, which, yeah, just didn't read any of the signs, didn't see it. Hey, this is an obviously abandoned bathroom that's not... Not used for anything legit, for sure. And just, oh, let's go in there and check it out. And start opening, just the weird, like, just opening stalls. Like, what were you hoping to find? What exactly did you think was going to be in there, you know? Yeah. So, because the little boy, Jake, is a good person, he calls the police. Lucky for her, because us assaulted is kind of putting it mildly. She, well... Eh, no, she was physically right. assaulted. I mean, she was yeah. Uh, I mean, it's interest. It's funny because the the meat the meat hook the same. It was the same kind of thing that Candyman had, but this was a different kind of Candyman. <laughs> so yeah, just the fact that he also had a meat hook, but he hit her in the face with it. So she's pretty lucky that yeah. he called. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's important to say that this man called himself Candyman before attacking her. <laughs> yeah, that that's why it was kind of, that's why it's such a good diversion because she was looking for Candyman and she found him. <laughs> yeah. So Jake is doing great things because he even managed to tell the police like what these guys look like because they go to the police station and. Helen's able to pick him out of a lineup. Turns out he is the head of like a local gang in the area. So the police assume he's just responsible for all the murders that have been going on. And they're like, woo, okay. Now, Jake's upset because I don't know how they got Jake to the police station because he's a child. Jake's parents aren't with him. It's just Jake at the police station. They took this child without speaking to any parent or guardian. And he's just like, I want to go home. First of all, she lied and said nobody would find out. Everybody found out. And I'm not at my house. Like, you guys took me. Yeah, some, some plot holes. <laughs> uh, they can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. If that's how it really works and you can just take children, let me know. I'm okay with being wrong. I don't think you can, though. I'm pretty, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I don't know. I didn't think the police could even talk to kids without, like, an adult being present. I don't know how... I don't know. Maybe it definitely doesn't seem right. <laughs> Either Like, I definitely don't think they should just have him at the police station without anyone's knowledge. That definitely doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. But, either, yeah, he's, he's very upset. She did lie to yeah. him. Yeah. And so Helen is like, hey, you helped me out and Candyman isn't real. You're just a bad guy using his name to do bad things. This is part of the reason why Candyman is here. She is causing disbelief. If people stop believing, he really dies. Yeah, it's kind of his <laughs> his thing. Is he uh, he kind of feeds on the belief, I guess, or mm -hmm. maybe not feed. He, I mean, that's and he feeds on it. That's how he lives. Yeah, yeah. Which is why the second one, or the second one, the remake, 
little side note here, is great. Because it goes into how this has been happening. So there's different ways that the belief has been, been kept along. Like it started with the original thing that happened, right? Like the slave getting killed. Oh, like different iterations mm-hmm. and generations of candy. And then in the 50s, yeah. there was really a man like handing out candy with razor blades to kids in the bathroom. Like, And then this story is brought up again, the whole thing that happens with Helen while she's investigating this. Like he needs mm. the belief and every generation it changes. But it's that just general belief of mm-hmm. Candyman. That's how he survives. She's causing disbelief, which now he's mad. It's like, oh, we can't even scare kids anymore. Like this is the kind of disbelief because Jake is a child. He should be easy to instill that like belief and fear. But now he's just like, oh, cool. Go around saying he's he's not real. That's when he uh, what, is, what is it that he says? He feels. I forget the word he uses. Yeah. So, at this point, um, it seems like her eye gets better because it's really swollen the first night, but it gets better. So I'm going to say a few days, like a week later, she returns back to the school, meets up with Bernadette. Bernadette got the pictures developed. Right, right. So she finished the thesis. Yeah. So Bernadette finished it and got it turned in with the pictures. And she tells Helen, like, hey, it's going to be published. Like, super dope. So it seems like a happy moment, right? Um, Bernadette then drives off in her little 70s bug. It's so cute. Is that what she has? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty awesome. Little Volkswagen Beetle. And Helen is just walking back to her car. Now, this scene makes no sense to me because as a woman... I don't walk to my car by myself, and I don't let my woman friends walk to the car by themselves. I'll drive you to your car, but we're not going to be alone. That's not the friendship these two have. So maybe Bernadette's still pissed about Helen going there by herself anyways. But um, Bernadette drives away and doesn't even look back. (laughs) Bernadette said, you took me to that place. We could have died. And then you went by yourself, and you could have died. And you could have died. And this is when she starts looking at the slides. So now he just appears. Like she sees him just there and she can hear him. And he's saying, look, you called, I came. That's basically what he said. Yeah. (laughs) He said, I'm here for you. Why are you so surprised? Yeah, this is when, yeah, this is when he, he's very, He's very plain about what he's doing and what he wants. There's no mysteries or anything to it. He's not speaking in riddles or anything. He's very, like he said, it's just, it, you called, I came. Like, you knew Wait, how this What did you expect? Yeah. <laughs> you knew. And then he, uh, I guess not so much in this first one, in the first time. He, he does eventually go into, um, his stuff about he needs the belief and all like that, but I think that's later on. He goes on. into it here. Oh, does okay. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, yeah, he tells her, like, you're going around telling people I'm not real. Yeah. So here I am to prove you wrong, basically. He says that you discredited me and that he has to shed innocent blood <laughs> to oh, yeah. keep his legend going. 
now people don't believe in me, so someone's got to die. Make sure I stay real. <laughs> yeah. So he proceeds to then hypnotize her, I'd say. Uh, yeah, he's got some nebulous powers, <laughs> but maybe. And, she, <laughs> yeah. and then she blacks out. So when Helen wakes up, she is in the apartment of the woman that she spoke to when they were investigating the murder scene. Yeah, that's uh And she's covered in blood. The, she's she's covered in blood. Everything around her is covered mm-hmm. in blood. I mean smeared all around. And a lot of blood. On the floor is the head of that woman's dog. Yeah. Yeah, well, the head is there and then there's a uh, is the knife with So her she leaves room, the room. Or? And she goes to the kitchen and grabs the knife because she's freaking out because she's like, she doesn't even know where she is yet. She's oh, still yeah, extremely no. she's disoriented. Woke, she woke up in this room. Co- Covered in blood, so. And ever, there, again, blood smeared <laughs> every, like, this dog was decapitated. Basically all this dog's blood seems to have been smeared all over the apartment. So she thinks that she's in danger, which, I mean, Fair enough. I was. <laughs> oh, also this, this dog... Uh, what breed? I don't it's know. A it's a Rottweiler. It's a big dog. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah. So it's a very large Rottweiler. Because, I mean, Weilers are big, but I've never seen one as big as this. It's, yeah. It's a big dog. So, she makes her way through this apartment. And she hears the woman screaming. Now, the woman is screaming because her baby's crib is empty. But it is also covered in blood. <laughs> Entire apartment is just smeared in blood. And then this woman turns around, and who does she see? This crazy lady who she was already on the case of earlier mm-hmm. for snooping around. Yeah, the woman who was already breaking into apartment buildings and just looking for stuff. And who was in her apartment earlier, I think. A few days. It was a few days. Like, yeah. actually, over a week because this was before Helen got attacked. Okay, so yeah, it's probably, it's probably been a little, couple weeks, maybe a week or two, give or take, yeah. Yeah, and she also has a knife. So like, your your dog is decapitated, your baby is gone, this woman has a knife. And she's covered in blood. So this woman attacks Helen. Fair enough, <laughs> it was a stranger in your home. Yeah. Somehow, Helen, well, I mean, Helen starts defending herself, right? Because she... <laughs> She yeah. thinks this woman is crazy and did all of this. Probably. Yeah, again, she, she just woke up. So she's real confused, too. Uh, and it seems like this other lady had just gotten home. Not mm-hmm. not too long. Maybe like 10 minutes or less. It's so sad that she goes to work and just leaves her baby in there and hopes for the fucking best. Yeah, you know, hadn't thought about that. That's what she's doing. But, yeah, that's why she's so scared of Candyman. She has no way of protect, defending against him. Yeah. Oof. I mean, this, uh, that's the type of, that's kind of what, what it's trying to convey, though, is this community, you know, like. Mm-hmm. So, yes, Helen starts to defend herself. And, of course, <laughs> after Helen has already stabbed her, because she slashed her there a couple times. This is when the police finally come in. 
Because <laughs> I'm guessing from all the screams and whatnot, somebody called the cops. So, at this point, it definitely looks like Helen is the aggressor. Yeah. <laughs> it, all evidence points towards her, that's for sure. Yeah, so, Helen gets to go to jail. Not for long, though. Not, we'll get there. Not, not for as long so. as she probably should have. <laughs> no. <laughs> Helen goes to jail, and they proceed to tell her, you're being arrested. Like, there's no... <laughs> you're being arrested. Yeah, no, we're charging you. Okay. And they're just like, we just want to know where the baby is. And she she asks for her phone call. Guess who's not home to get the call? Right. She tries to call her husband. She tries to call Trevor. Trevor's not home. That's because Trevor's cheating. Uh, he's home, but not that home. So I guess that, <laughs> I guess that's when she like fully realized that he is def- definitely cheating because right after the call, she leaves a voicemail, I do believe, and then right afterwards she turns to the guard and asks what time it is, or if she knows what time it is, and it's like three in the morning, something like that. Yeah. So Trevor gets home, goes to sleep, and then wakes up, and then proceeds to bail his wife. Out of jail. Yeah. Which, you know, it, he was busy. Was, I think, what does he say? Because she asks him. What, is, what does he say? I don't even remember. I forget, yeah. It, Some excuse. Oh, no, he says he was home. He was just fast asleep. Like, the phone ringing didn't wake him up. That's what he said. That's right, yeah. Because she, she, you know, again, this is the point where she realizes. So, you know, when he bailed... She's thankful, but she asks him, like, where were you? Why didn't you answer? And, yeah, he's, oh, I was just asleep. I was so tired. Oh, oh. Lies. <laughs> lies on lies. That's why I just, what do you say? Just, oh, okay. So, Helen, because it's a media frenzy, right? White woman steals baby in the middle of the hood. Oh, yeah. Pop, there's, so, she's, she's, trying to get she's out. not working. Not she's fun. kicking it at home. <laughs> She is just going over some more of the pictures. Candyman comes in again. Guess who's coming to visit this time when he appears? Bernadette. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this was kind of tried to block it from my Bernadette's memory. just trying to be a good friend. Yeah, she's just trying to check on, on Helen and see how everything is. <clears throat> Oof. And so, again, she's in kind of a hypnotic state. So, fun fact, um, all the bees in this movie were real, right? And there's a lot of scenes with bees. This actress, Virginia Madsen, is deathly allergic to bees. So she's terrified, right? Apparently, they like found a way to hypnotize her. Huh. So that she'd be in like a trance-like state. So the bees are less likely to sting. Yeah. She's yeah, relaxed. The and they also sprayed her down with like the queen pheromone. Oh, yeah. So that so they would be like, okay, chill. So a lot of these interactions where she looks like sedated when she's around him, it's because they have her in that like trance-like state. So she huh. relaxes so the bees don't sting her. I thought it was just good acting. I mean, it's probably that too, but... That's crazy, though. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Interesting. I wonder... Huh. That crazy. is really... Yeah. Because I... I mean, the real bees thing is cool enough, but... Yeah. I didn't know. Huh. 
Awesome. Because I believe this is the scene where the bees come out of his mouth. Or that might be later. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's the scene. I could be wrong. Though. I think... I think he does it a couple of times. He does. This might not be the first time. I think the first time was in the parking garage. Mm, I don't remember. Can't remember. Bees are in his mouth, though. Yeah, I don't think he has any bees the first time in the parking garage, but I, I think it is this time is the first time. So I guess he hypnotizes her again because she passes out, and then Bernadette comes in because she's like, oh, what's, what's going on here? Yeah, well... Because she's, like, kind of half awake, and she kind of talks to Bernadette. Yeah. I don't think Bernadette hears her. But, you know, Ber- uh, I guess Bernadette knows she's home somehow. But, yeah, she's very, she comes in kind of uninvited. And, uh, that's, that's, that's not a, it's not a, it's not a good time. Yeah, Bernadette dies. A horrible death. A very... <laughs> Very horrible. She, yes. she gets gutted with a hook. She gets, yeah. It's just so sad because she's just trying to check on her friend. And she's being a good person. Yeah. Just just walks into death. Yeah. And this is really, really bad because there's nobody else around besides Helen, I do believe. So... It's just Helen. Doesn't look good for someone who was literally just bailed out of jail. No, because she grabbed a knife again. I don't know what's with her waking up and picking up fucking knives. Oh, right, because Candyman, she wakes up and Candyman is there and Mm -hmm. she's scared, so she gets... This is because she's trying to defend herself against, but she doesn't... Doesn't look good. Yeah. Doesn't look good. It's not... Yeah. Helen gets arrested. Again. And she's taken to a psychiatric hospital. Like she probably should have been the first time. And she is just terrified. Um, so terrified, in fact, that she wakes up and finds out that it's a whole month later. And the doctor tells her, we have to keep you sedated because you keep screaming and going into fits. Like, we can't keep you lucid. She sees herself on video, basically. When she, re- she thought she was seeing Candyman. And there's no one there, of course. She's just mm-hmm. going crazy. I don't know if she ends up kind of partially believing that maybe she's crazy. It doesn't really seem like it, though, because she then offers the doctor. She's like, well, I can show you. Yeah. Yes, this is the part where the doctor said, hey, prove it. Like, if you can prove that he's real, then maybe we have, we have something going here. She summons Candyman through a mirror. In this doctor's office. And she called, he came. And instead of killing her, he kills the doctor. Oh yeah, he's not going to hurt Helen. Oh, yeah, he likes no. Helen. <laughs> Helen's a scapegoat. Yeah, Helen, <laughs> he needs Helen. So yeah, he gets the doctor. It's my second favorite death scene in the movie. Or, I'm sorry, not my second favorite death scene. It's my second favorite scene that he makes an appearance in. And he jumps out the window breaking it. So Helen escapes. And goes home. That's another murder <laughs> that Helen is being framed for. I mean, I guess one's a kidnapping. Like, they don't know if she killed the baby or not. But this is three bodies that they're putting on her yeah, at this point. Yeah, I'm like, it's... They're not giving... They're... Because they end up trying to, like... It's a whole scene in the movie where she specifically got bailed because they haven't charged her yet. Because they think that they can find a body for the baby. 
So, yeah, it's three bodies at, at this point. Not good. And all of them inter... All of them not explainable any other way. Because it was... Every time it was... She was the only other one around. With the exception of the baby. But, I mean, it was... Her mom was the only other one around. Helen, just having the worst month, two months. She's just having the worst time of her life in this period. She goes home... To find the lovely college student from the beginning of the movie painting her walls this right. disgusting pink color. Oh, you didn't you didn't like it? You didn't like that the... was gross. Oh, okay. I thought it was such a nice puke paint. <laughs> so yeah, Trevor just was like, eh, well, forget Helen. And what is it? It's a month, right? Like a month, and he's already got her in there painting walls that's a that's a big step moved right in and <laughs> from they were married not divorced or they were this guy yeah helen confronts him and obviously like the student is pretty scared because of like i've seen the news i seen what this lady did well both of them yeah this girl's crying though. Mm, yeah, yeah, she was. She's real yeah. scared. Well, reasonably so. I mean, she got Candyman now. Yeah, Helen leaves, and she goes to Cabrini Green because she's like, "I'm gonna find this baby so I can prove my innocence." I mean, that doesn't prove your innocence though. That just proves you knew where the baby was. Which yeah, that kind of just helps prove your <laughs> guilt more than any because like you knew where the baby was. Yeah. The, this the, it's not yeah yeah she's trying <laughs> i get her thought process she finds Candyman in his lair with the baby yeah um he's basically like oh, i have to kill this baby because <laughs> you told people i wasn't real that was the blood of the innocent thing, I guess. Yeah. And, oh, I think uh, I think it ends up being the baby was kind of just a lure for her, though, right? So essentially, yes. Um, he tells her that if you help me maintain my legend, you know, I'll give you immortality, and the baby gets to live. Pretty good. Deal. Immortality being basically the same as him, like just a scary legend. I don't know if you really want that, but apparently it was good enough. Baby's safe. I'm safe. I mean, he okay. said it was a really good deal. And then he vanishes. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens in this scene. And Helen wakes up and finds a painted mural of the woman that he was in love with. And it looks a lot like Helen. Like, a lot yeah. like Helen. Yeah. She, I, I guess that's when she kind of starts to figure out the generational thing. About yeah. My God, this, this has been happening. So... Basically, what happens in this scene is the residents in Cabrini Green are having a gigantic bonfire. They never really say why, but they're having one. And so they are in this giant bonfire pile, Candyman, Helen, and the baby. Candyman decides, nah, I want the baby too. <laughs> <laughs> Just out of nowhere. He decides, no, I'm going to... I know I told you, but I'm just going to take this too. I, I wanted this. I'm going to take it. So Helen and him are fighting through this trash mountain that is now on fire. Because, hey, remember our buddy Jake? He said the Candyman's in there. Because he saw a hook. 
And it was really Helen trying to pull herself. Well, no, it was the meat hook. She got oh, the, it a, oh, it wasn't a... She got the it same... It was the meat hook, yeah. Yeah, she got the same hook that that other... And I don't remember how she found that. It was just in the pile. Oh, okay, yeah. Maybe it was just happening. But yeah, she got that same... I, don't, I guess maybe it's not the exact same one, but yeah, it was a meat hook that she had, and she was using it to try and climb through the pile, but yeah, Jake just happened to see that hook going into the pile, and just, just oh, Candyman's here. Yeah. And he went and got all of his friends. And everyone sets it on fire. It's good to watch, but it doesn't sound as fun. <laughs> like saying what it because he like chases her through the trash mountain that's on fire. I'm not explaining it well. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a trash fortress, I guess. I don't know. It's it's they're supposed to be inside the trash pile, but it's like you know a set. <laughs> and you have to watch it. It's it's not good explained. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. But it's it's on fire and they're fighting. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Somehow the flames destroy him? Maybe because he got burned originally? Oh maybe, I don't, maybe you're I thinking. Don't know. Uh, it doesn't make sense. No. Yeah, fire kills everything. I I don't know. Yes. That's how you cleanse spirits, right? With fire. And Helen emerges burning but Ooh, yeah the baby is fine baby's a-okay that's what matters he needs his lungs cleaned nice. out a little bit no he's fine he's i don't know how he didn't get as much of a scratch on like the blanket he's wrapped in doesn't even get burned no not that i wanted to see the baby get hurt it's just weird it doesn't really make a whole lot because helen did not i don't even think she, she lived no. yeah <laughs> helen dies yeah no she was she made it out, but that was about it. And yeah, he was... And I mean, I'm glad. Baby needs to live, but a little weird. Yeah, so Helen's dead. Um, there's the funeral. All of the residents, they're, they're there. For some reason, they throw the meat hook on top of Helen's <laughs> coffin. Yeah, it's real weird because they all come as a group. And then... I think it's the it's the kid throws the meat hook in. Um, the lady's attire is very very interesting. Uh, so the same. I, what was I her think name? She's snazzy, Anne Marie. So Anne Marie's attire at the end of the movie is very very interesting because she is in black, but she's also wearing uh, like a red. It's like a little. I don't know what you call it, but it's like a little wrap around her hat and like a little red uh, like brooch type of thing, I guess. I don't know, she's got some little highlights of red, but she's still in black. So it's very interesting, her attire, because, I think, because she's kind of, like, happy that her kids, or what she thinks is her kid's murder is dead, but sad that someone, I don't know. I, I just thought it was kind of interesting. So, at this point, I don't think the residents think that Helen did this anymore. Oh, you think they, think, <laughs> yeah. you think they realized? So what do you That's the only reason they would be there. Yeah, and like all of right. them, because yeah. I'm like, it's just this one lady's baby you save. No, you're I right. I think they really think that Helen killed destroy. the yeah. Candyman. After the funeral, we go to Trevor again. Yeah, this is, this is, is he hands. crying? Is this when he's crying? It in the is. Bathroom? Yeah, he's he so Helen. sad. Oh yeah, he's real. Yeah, I 
remember. He's he's sad because his his wife died, and he he should have been better to her. I guess he he shows a lot of. He's regret. probably finding struggles about dating somebody who's nineteen because well, he's yeah. forty five. Yeah, they definitely <laughs> that whole. Oh, I guess yeah, that whole scene. Because she's painting your house pink, like no, the whole y'all are not on the same level. The whole series of scenes makes it pretty clear that he's he's kind of over her, and she's getting there. <laughs> yeah. So, um, for some reason, he looks into the mirror and says Helen's name five times, and here comes Helen's vengeful spirit. Gets him with the hook. Yeah, she's like she's like Candyman, but not as. She looked worse when she died, I guess. Yeah. So he looks so good. Yeah, I mean, he's minus like the bees and the rib cage and stuff. As long as he has his coat on. <laughs> and you don't see his is his right hand, I think. Yeah, it's his right hand. Yeah, as long as he keeps his coat on and you don't see his right hand, he's fine. He looks normal. Just yeah. Big guy. But yeah, Helen is horrific to look at. Yeah, and. That is the movie. <laughs> That's how it ends, and it's fantastic. It's fa- there. It's fantastic. There's a lot to it. It's very dense. Uh, I think it comes in around ninety minutes, give or take. But it's it definitely seems longer than than what it is than than the ninety minutes. But it's great. It is fantastic. Things that you should experience for yourself. Tony Todd's voice. Final Destination. Isn't he that guy? Kind of think of things. I think, I believe, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's that same guy. I do believe. And that gloriously deep voice. Ooh, shivers. Well, he does a... Don't say what you're going to say, because it's wrong. No, not that. <laughs> I know what you, yeah, no, not that. He's, he's not Mufasa. No, that's not what I was oh. going to say. Who are you thinking he is? I thought he was my father. No. Like oh God. No, that's a, that's a, that's another guy. Uh, I don't know anything else that he's in. I know he's in other stuff, but I can't think of anything else. Cause yeah, he's in Final Destination two specifically. I don't know about. Fuck the first one then. I, I don't guess. think he's in the first one. Is he? Do you even know who he is? I don't know his name, but I know his face. That's I... how I am with most most celebrities though. And Candyman. He's in all of the Final Destination movies. No, I guess he isn't. Alright. He's in Wishmaster. Wishmaster, hey! He's in Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Didn't see He's it, I don't the think. The Fallen. <laughs> I don't think I saw that one. I don't know. I guess he was on Broadway, too. Ooh. Uh, I believe that. That sounds accurate. His voice from Broadway, I can see it. Yeah, he's done some things. He was in The Crow. Was he? I haven't thought about that movie for a while, but yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. He is in Candyman, too. Well, yeah, he's Candyman. (laughs) Yeah, literally all of the Final Destination movies. He's done a lot of horror movies. That suits him, seems like. Very scary. Scary voice for sure. Oh, is he, uh... No, I don't think that's him. Who? Is he in Tales from the Hood? No. Okay, I was like, I didn't think that was him. Hmm. <laughs> Where's Samuel L. Jackson when you need him? We don't all. No, that's what I, was saying. I told you I didn't think that was him when you asked me. I was like, uh, I knew it wasn't him. It's a different dude. Fantastic movie. 
The remake is great as well. I wouldn't even call it a remake because that's not what it is. This is definitely a reboot for sure because it's not really, it's kind of a sequel, but I mean, there's already been like already three been others. Well, it could be. Uh, it's kind of cool with Candyman though because it's generational all like that. I mean, it's kind of just the next iteration, you know? It's not really a reboot. Well, I mean, it te- it is, but could always just consider it. it's just the next Candyman. Yeah, no, that's worth a watch. I'll probably, maybe at some point, we'll go over that. I don't know. Yeah, I recommend, I highly recommend you watch with another person because I am not responsible if you can't sleep after. It's scary. <laughs> it is. There's some of my absolute favorite scenes, like, like the scene with the with the doctor where he hooks him real quick, and then the scene where he comes th- through the wall is up there with Freddy coming through the door. <laughs> like, it's one of my all-time favorite scenes. So. Yeah. I promise there will be consistency and that there will be episodes out every single Wednesday. I'm making a commitment, because if I say it, then I have to do it. I can do this. <laughs> All right. The next one. What did I tell you? Cabin in the Woods. It's definitely like a lot more light. There's a stoner. There's a stoner and he's my favorite. He's even better than Chris Hemsworth who's super hot but no, stoner's my favorite. Oh, I mean I just, he was just a cool guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. That'll be fun. He was smart. I want him with me in the horror movie because he was figuring stuff out before anybody else did. Man. (laughs) Just he knew. But yes, that will be next week on Wednesday. Yes. Also, if you have any suggestions for something I haven't seen, that would be fantastic. I mean, I'm sure I've seen it. If someone can come up with something I haven't seen, I don't know. You'll be my bestie. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>